I made a terrible mistake. Made it made a terrible mistake. I just I just realized what I've done, Drew Remenda, and I apologize for it. What am I thinking? Playing Bruno Mars as a Super Bowl halftime show memory when Justin Dunks coming. Up. We know Justin Dunk loved every part of Rihanna last year in Super Bowl 57. So that, there's Justin Dunk's favorite Super Bowl halftime show of all time, Rihanna. Am I am I right, J.D.? You know it. Let's go, boys. Let's get the party started. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just Justin Dunk. Cute. Now, this goes back to the story that Justin Dunk told us when I asked him, does he have any pop-up songs before going out on the field in college football? And uh, he told us that he'd like to, you know, play a little Rihanna uh, for that one. Um, was his... Right, like a diamond. Was his getting ready for the football game, listening to uh, Rihanna. So that's where that story comes from. Okay. Love it. <laughs> what, are you excited about Usher? That should be pretty good. He's having Alicia Keys with her and or with him, I should say, and maybe some others. We'll see. Should be fun. Oh, he's not excited. That is Justin Dunk saying. I'm going to say That's nice things, but yeah, that That's was a very, a very diplomatic, diplomatic way of saying mm-hmm. things. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, okay, Justin Dunk. Uh, before we get into a little bit of the CFL free agency stuff, uh, what do you think of this matchup on? a Sunday between the Chiefs and the 49ers, especially the quarterbacks. Do you think Brock has what it takes to take down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Man, you haven't quite seen that yet. Until Patrick Mahomes is dead or he's playing against Tom Brady, then I'm not going to believe that he can't beat Brock Purdy in a Super Bowl, guys. Like, come on, what are we talking about here? (laughs) Purdy's a nice story, but even if Patrick Mahomes plays terribly, and Brock Purdy plays decently, I don't think that's going to be enough for Purdy to win. And Mahomes has turned it up in the playoffs, fellas. I don't care about all this regular season stuff that got in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey is on one. And the NFL already has it rigged, guys. Taylor Swift, they want her in the Super Bowl. You think they want her to lose in her first career Super Bowl? No way! Okay, take the tin foil hat off. Wait, wait a second. My I want to go back to I want to go back to what you said regarding Brock Purdy being a nice quote story unquote, and especially the way you said story. What more has this guy got to do coming into the league now in two seasons and do what he's done for him to be considered or even respected as a quarterback? Because you're not the first guy, and probably won't be the last guy that will continue to dismiss uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, maybe let me get my comments straight here. If he's going against Patrick Mahomes, that's a totally different thing. But I actually think he's a really good quarterback. And this game manager term that everybody wants to talk about at the quarterback position is a positive. You need to know how to manage the game in multiple ways as a quarterback. Feel the vibe of your team in the huddle. Understand if you're in front, if you should be milking the clock, where the play clock is at. Those kinds of things, when to potentially use your timeouts. Yes, head coaches have a say in that as well, but quarterback needs to be aware of all those kinds of things, and he's made some big-time plays. And honestly, I didn't even think that they were going to beat the Detroit Lions or maybe even the Packers, but this team, led by Purdy, I would argue, got through those games and played probably C-level football 
for them to even get here. But I just think it's so difficult when you're talking about comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, who already has a Hall of Fame resume. Oh yeah, um, and I, I'm I'm interested to see, because the first the starts against as you mentioned the Lions and the Packers, you know the, those two teams were up, but the one thing uh, that Brock Purdy. Uh, hater Britton Gray always brings up is, uh, oh, the Niners can never play from behind. Well, that's two for two that they've come from behind uh, to get themselves to a Super Bowl. So they've jumped that hurdle. And, I'll, hey, the line is they, it's, they're still favored to win, Justin. So Vegas is feeling it when it comes to the 49ers. And if the yeah, Niners win, it sounds like Vegas is going to win a lot of money with all the money being put on the Kansas City Chiefs. Books are usually pegging these things pretty on. Like, I would imagine the money is somewhat split, and if it wasn't, there would be a big line shift towards Kansas City. I'd be curious to see if that happens on Sunday, because sometimes some of those big bets come in late. But, you know, honestly, the game's a pick em for all intents and purposes. I don't care if the Niners are favored by what, like two points right now? Like, yeah. that's nothing. If you're getting to three, three-and-a-half range, then, yeah, you're a legit favorite, but still pick em. Okay, yeah, Justin Dunkars, CFL analyst as well. Uh, we've already got a pretty good in- inclination on what the Riders are up to. CFL free agent window officially opens at 11 a.m. Saskatchewan time uh, on Tuesday. Are the Riders going to spend the most money in free agency from uh, what you've been reporting all week? I think the Hamilton Tiger Cats would have liked to spend more money, but for multiple reasons. That might not be happening. They put that $275,000 per year offer on a two-year deal in front of Canadian running back Brady Oliveira, but he's like, nah, I'm going to go back to Winnipeg, take the hometown discount, and make some money off the field there. So I think the riders might, but I don't think they're overspending here. I really like a number of the moves that we've reported at com, where they've agreed to terms with a lot of these players. And I, you know, I got to tell you, like, I know free agency officially opens on Tuesday, but for all intents and purposes, it opened when the legal tampering window open and really once that Oliveira domino fell, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday that really got this thing going. So I do like the direction and the players that Corey Mace has gone after. And to the best of my knowledge, you know, other than maybe you could argue it with Jamarcus Hardrick, I don't think they've overpaid to get these guys to come to Saskatchewan. And I think, that's a credit to Mace's recruiting ability and also the trust of the scouting department there under Jeremy O'Day to say, okay, if a guy isn't going to come for our price point, like let's say a Jamal Peters, we're not going to overpay to get him here because we feel confident that we can bring other players in to fill those roles. How much of it so far do you think is because of Corey Mace? There's a decent amount of that, but I think, you know, it's not all because of him. Like, I don't want to get sucked up in this hyperbole. He is a high-energy guy and has changed the perspective around this team, I think, right now. But also Trevor Harris is there, a bona fide number one quarterback in this league. You have a solid Canadian core of offensive linemen that are there as well. That receiving group is really intriguing, considering they were able to re-sign Sean Bain Jr. for you know, a pretty solid contract, I felt like, for both sides. wasn't an overpay, but Bain was able to get an upgrade in pay as he was deserved to get for the season that he had. And then you look at what people thought was going to happen on defense in terms of a bunch of Argonauts coming over there. It really hasn't happened, at least to this point in time. There's still some Argonauts players that are pending free agents. So, you know, I think it is 
really a collection of things as to why some of these players has decided to come to Saskatchewan. But Mace is going to be close to the top of the list. Do we know Olet's uh, contract yet? Do we, do we know? No, that's something that I need to get. You know, I was hearing that's probably in the 150 to 175 range, but that is just informed speculation right now. It's something that I need to dig into. Okay, what are the, the two biggest names? I think uh, Matthew Betts and Tim White. Um, I don't think the Riders are going to sign Matthew Betts, especially with uh, Malik Carney signed, but what can you tell us about uh, the, some of the big-name players still out there in free agency? The Riders are not going to sign Matthew Betts. I can tell you that for a fact. That won't change. As for Tim White, there was some reporting out there that the Riders you know, were interested in him and his high price tag, unless he came way, way down and took like you know, a $120,000 deal. I still don't even think that he would be there because there's no way he's going to take that price cut. He was asking, I was told, for $320,000, which we all know is Eugene Lewis money as a non-highest paid quarterback in the CFL. So I don't think Tim White's going to be there. Did the Riders check in? Possibly, but I don't think that was ever anything real with general manager Jeremy O'Day and Tim White. So you kind of look at the rest of the group after that there in the players that the Riders have maybe some interest in, you know, I think they've probably done a lot of their work here with the players that they've agreed to terms on. We talked about Hardrick, A.J. Ouellette there on offense as well, and then on defense you mentioned Malik Carney, Jalen Edwards-Cooper I feel like is a very underrated signing. I'll be curious to see how they deploy him in that secondary. I feel like he was underrated playing the field side spot. It'd be a big shift for him to go to the boundary, but that's a possibility because he at least has some experience in this league. And then they get Jameer Thurman in the middle of that defense, who I feel like is an underrated player in this league, had a career-high 98 tackles. And there's a chance there for Adam O'Claire, who we reported agreed to terms with the team, and the Riders just made that official to be the starter at weak side linebacker. So you can kind of see the pieces coming together now. Like, there's really not too many other spots, if any, that they are in dire need of a free agent. I would like another American receiver. That's not Tim White salary-wise, but, you know, you have Cam Phillips out there. You have Rasheed Bailey uh, available. Um, you know who I would like if you're going to get an American receiver at a decent value? Who's Marquise that? Marquise Godwin. I think that guy had an underrated season. He had more yards. Tiger Cats, right? Production. Yes, Tiger Cats played X for a bunch of the season there with three different quarterbacks throwing the ball, including a rookie in Taylor Powell. He had more yards in production than DeMonte Coxie did. And Coxie had a lot of interest around the league, and there's definitely some upside in him. But I don't understand why there isn't this interest in Godwin, who I think was very underrated there. So, yeah, if they could get a bargain deal, I think the Riders might look into that. But, no, you know this core really well already. You look at it, Sean Bain Jr., KSV, Braden Lenius. Emilis. Sam Emilis, yeah, he didn't. Go to the NFL or doesn't seem like he's going to be going to the NFL. So that's four guys already. They're going to be starters. Jarrett Stern seems like an intriguing guy. So it's not like the Riders need a guy, but I think I would agree with you. If there's a value guy there, like a Godwin, that could be intriguing. All right, Justin Dunk, uh, you enjoy Super Bowl 58. I know you're taking the Chiefs, uh, clearly, although I'm cheering for the 49ers because I'm a Raider really? fan. I, I, I'm a Raider fan. I don't like anything to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm picking them to win because I use my brain rather than my heart, but Birds I don't want them to win. Are you a rival anyway? What's that? 
Aren't the 49ers a Bay Area yeah. rival? We're, we're in Vegas rival? now. We're not in the Bay. We're in Vegas. I know, but I'm just saying old school. That yeah. doesn't cross over? No, the Chiefs are way more hated now than the 49ers are. He's been silent for a while. But Drew's... Well, Drew's well, the I same live, as me. I live in the Bay Area. I live in the Bay Area, and so, you know, I would obviously... And I've always cheered for the Niners. But... So you have to say that. I have to say that. <laughs> But I actually, I, I do cheer for the Niners. But okay. I would say that I would say that uh, your your previous assessment of regarding going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is not easy. Yeah. All right, Justin. Enjoy Usher and Alicia Keys on Sunday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday for CFL free agency. Sounds good, buddy. That is Justin Dunk, our CFL analyst here on the Green Zone from Three Down Nation. Still to come, we want to know who are you cheering for, Saskatchewan? Who's Saskatchewan rooting for in Super Bowl uh, 58, the Chiefs or the 49ers? This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Another text in. J-Lo and Shakira halftime show Super Bowl 54. Uh, was someone's favorite one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five? Actually, they might 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 not have been the favorite because we played Prince earlier, and I said it's the best. Everybody thinks it's the best. So, what's your second favorite Super Bowl halftime show ever? So maybe it's uh, number two uh, for uh, J Lo and Shakira. When God started crying when Prince played Purple Rain, I think it pretty much sealed the deal that it was Prince was all the way. But if you go back in time and you start looking at some of the the re- like not the recent ones. Like the marching bands way back in the day? marching bands. Chubby Checker, I think it was 88. He had out 80, he had 88 grand pianos on the field with a big brass band. And he's got one friggin' song. He had the Rockettes dancing in the house, but he's got, he's got the twist. Let's twist again. And he played for 18 minutes? No, they did the band, they band did some stuff, the Rockettes did some stuff, and then he sang two versions of twist. Really, the, anyway, there was one Super Bowl. Pianos. There was one Super Bowl halftime show that really, like, it started to become way more of a concert than marching oh, bands, and that was Michael Jackson's. Ninety-three. Um, was that L.A. Coliseum in Los yeah. Angeles? Yeah, that was spectacular entrance. Spectacular entrance because better than Gaga. Better, way better than Gaga. Are you kidding me? She came he, down from the roof. He exploded from the floor. <laughs> he exploded not only once, he exploded from one scoreboard, then the other scoreboard, and then from the floor within. Those were body doubles. What? You're kidding me, really? <laughs> Honestly? Wow. That was actually Lady Gaga coming down from the ceiling. Come uh, on, man. That was impressive. But We weren't going to use this for Friday face-off, but we might. Who knows? Michael, Michael didn't. <laughs> Katy Perry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine was the input. Was it Left Shark? It was Left Shark. But forgot. Didn't know the dance, or wanted to go viral and succeeded. I will. I'll be honest, and I'm sorry to the person who texted about Katy Perry. I think it's one of the more forgettable halftime shows, except for the shark. Yeah, that's yeah. Like Bruno Mars, 
Prince, Michael Jackson, um, I Super Bowl Fifty Six with Dr. Dre and Eminem, Eminem. Mary J. Yeah. Blige. Uh, yeah, that was that was actually one of my favorites. Gaga, Super Bowl Fifty One, Super Bowl Fifty. That was like a whole bunch of them, right? That was Coldplay. I think Beyonce showed up, didn't she? Beyonce and Bruno Mars, but the the big one on that was Beyonce recovering from a near catastrophic knee injury. She did. You, you go back and watch that when she comes out with her with her girls and they're starting doing their dance and she goes down into a squat, like she goes down, bounces down on a squat, and you can see that her leg starts to give and she recaptures. Pretty pretty impressive athletic move right there, and she she recovered no problem. What was the uh, I was I had the other another Super Bowl halftime show that popped into my head and now it's gone again. Um, that was up with people. Uh, no, not that one. No, I don't remember that one. Up, uh, up with people, <laughs> see. Don't remember that it? one. That's why I think you weren't born yet. Seventy six. Um, speaking of uh, not quite born yet, um, you were though. Sixty years ago today, Drew Remenda. Um, yeah, the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan oh, show. Yeah. yeah, I remember well. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, when when they came on, I looked at my mom and dad and said, "They're going to be huge." This band, trust me on that one. That was a very astute one and a half year old. <laughs> that would right about one and a half. I think you you would have yeah, been way back there. in nineteen sixty four. Uh, some people were texting in. I remember watching the Ed Sullivan show and being very angry because I couldn't hear the music over the screaming teenage girls. Yeah, I was seven years old, said Marv. I vividly remember watching the Beatles on Ed Sullivan like it was yesterday. My dad kept saying their hair was too long. Uh, what a historic event in the history of music. Uh, lucky to have been growing up in that era. Uh, texted in uh, Darby at one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. 8255 So, yeah, 60 years ago today uh, was Damn, old. the Ed Sullivan show with the Beatles. <laughs> Okay, uh, this isn't going to quite be a Friday face-off, but we'll give it a go. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Ready for this. Going head-to-head. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Whose side are you on? This is Face-Off. Jamie and I, Drew Remenda, we are going to do one thing here on a Friday. We are going to split the province. We are going to divide the province and tear us apart because what we need to know is where are the allegiances on Sunday for the Super Bowl? As we sit down on Sunday, who is Saskatchewan cheering for uh, for the battle of the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco of 49ers? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Who are you cheering for, ladies and gentlemen? That is the question here on a Friday. I know who I'm cheering for, and I know there used to be the Battle of the Bay, the Oakland Raiders and the yeah. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I'm well aware, okay? But they're now in Las Vegas. The 49ers, NFC, mm, not the same vitriol, but we're in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs. To make matters worse, Drew Remenda, I yeah. have to listen to Brent Parker 
one of our great advertising consultants and Kansas City Chief fan because his family, of course, ran a hockey team in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's a Chiefs fan. And for the last one, this one, two, three, four, five years, he has been one of the most annoying human beings during the National Football League season. Just, just for the last five? Oh, that's pretty good. That's all right. <laughs> I don't call I don't call the people I cover annoying ever, and I used to cover him as the general manager of the Regina Pats. But I do let him know that he should have traded to, uh, uh, Colton Tubert and Jordan Everly almost daily uh, way back in the day with the Regina Pats. Um, but I digress. So I am cheering for the San Francisco 49ers. On Sunday, when I sit down with the group that I sit down uh, almost weekly with to watch NFL football, I will be rooting for the Niners to win the Super Bowl because as a Raider fan, it, it's I'm nauseated. I am actually nauseous when I found out that the two practice facilities and the Chiefs were in the Raiders practice facility Raiders this practice, week. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you kicked those guys over to the yeah. swamp UNLV. at UNLV, yeah. apparently. Uh, where the San Francisco 49ers are. But no, let's be gracious host to our division rival. Ridiculous. <laughs> now, I don't. I, I know where your allegiances lie. You are in the yeah. Bay Area with the San yeah. Jose Sharks. Yeah, and I don't have to say it. I've cheered for the Niners since Joe Montana. And then Steve Young, where I, a guy who I've... One of the few autographs I ever got in my life. I got Steve, Steve Young's autograph. Um when I was an assistant coach with the Sharks, we toured the old 49ers facility. It was so impressive. I told you about, um, like, I, I, Carmen, uh, I can't remember his last name, but he was the president of the club. His his floor was uh, was football. It was a foot. It was pigskin. His floor, like yeah. walking on. Yes. It was awesome. So, so his, uh, sorry, the floor where his desk was. So he had like a little level for his desk oh, okay. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Not the and entire it, room no, was not. Because the, the entire oh. room was ridiculously big. But in even that area, it was all football. It was so cool. And met, you know, I've met Jerry Rice. I've, I've met all those guys. So I'm, I'm a Niner fan. Um, but I don't think they're going to win. Cheering for him, but I don't think they're going to win. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Who are you cheering for and why? Maybe you have long, long connections to the San Francisco 49ers, been cheering for them for years. Maybe you have been a longtime Kansas City Chiefs fan and remember when Joe Montana left the Niners and ended up the with Chiefs. the Kansas City Chiefs. Or even maybe longer ago. Uh Dawson at quarterback. What was he having I'm a Dawson. fresca and a smoke uh, at halftime? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Stram. Iconic photos in NFL history. A fresca and a dart uh, in the Super Bowl. A one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Oh, by the way, I, I, I said... a fresca out of your mouth. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And someone just texted it and said, Nye, I know what Super Bowl you remembered and then forgot. It Justin Timberlake... Then the wardrobe malfunction. Right. I was like, yeah, that was actually the Super Bowl halftime show. I was like, what was it? Oh, yeah, the wardrobe malfunction. I remember where I was when that happened and who I was watching the Super Bowl with. It okay, was because it was the New England Patriots that mm-hmm. were in the Super Bowl. 
Um, the roommate I had in Toronto when I was at a TSN internship who I went to school with uh, worked many years at the Regional Leader Post. We went to journalism school together. Tim Switzer and I went to the uh, Kramer IMAX Theater to watch a Super Bowl, and that was that Super Bowl. That was the biggest screen I have ever seen a Super Bowl on was the Kramer IMAX Theater. So this, we couldn't deny of missing the wardrobe malfunction on a screen that big is all I'm going to say. Did you did you see the uh, Janet Jackson documentary? Yeah, because and, and what Timber a Snake. Jerk. Oh, my gosh, that guy. That guy. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. What a jerk. That guy. So why did you lean over and like you? So yeah. you, you were planning to rip that piece of yeah. her top off? What? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he left her, mm-hmm. and he left her hung out to dry. Yeah, the guy is a snake. Is exactly right. Oh, I thought Sarah Mills would be rushing in here to. Uh... Oh, she like him? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. She has oh, like God, you know how Murray Wood has a whole folder for daylight yeah. saving time to. Yeah, she has a whole yeah. folder on why Justin Timber Snake is one of the yeah. worst human beings on the planet. Yeah, so. I would agree. I would agree with it. Yeah, <laughs> especially after watching that documentary. And then hearing what Brittany has to say about him, uh, what he did okay. there, too. Where are the allegiances anyway, uh, for uh, Super Bowl? Uh, Glenn and Regina, who are you cheering for on Sunday? I don't really know if I'm cheering for anything, anybody, but I, I'm surprised that I'm hearing that Vegas is saying that San Francisco is the 49ers because all I hear in the media from you guys everywhere, oh, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Brock Purdy can't get this done. I'm sorry. The 49ers are good. Book it. Mark it on your whiteboard, Jamie. The 49ers are going to win that Super Bowl. They're going to want it more. They're going to be way more PO'd. They feel disrespected from the practice facility they've been put on. They're going to win it. And Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy's going to ball. He is going to ball on the weekend. Well, I, 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 I just see Glenn, it. I'll tell you what. You are one of the first people to pick the 49ers. All week and last week, we've been previewing the Super Bowl, and everybody's Chiefs, Chiefs, i got to go with the Chiefs. Me and Drew have said the same thing. How how do you, with the veteran savvy and that defense and everything, how do you bet against the Kansas City Chiefs? There's only been one person, well, two now, with Glenn in Regina that have gone with the 49ers. Yesterday, former 49ers center and guard who won three Super Bowls with the Niners, Randy Randy Cross, Cross, uh, he picked the Niners. But I don't think we should be surprised that he picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So Glenn and Regina says, Niners. And Melissa has texted the show, thank you. And this is big, capitalized letters from Melissa on the text line. Thank you for calling out JT with (laughs) one, two, three, four, five exclamation marks on that one. You got it. Yeah. Good. We got to have one of those talks. A couple of people texting it. Actually, there's two separate people. Uh, Being indigenous in this province, I'm going Kansas City Chiefs all the way. As someone said, I am Cree, and I'm also going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this weekend, Mitch in Saskatoon says Niners. Randy says Niners. Uh, Frank and Camsack, Niners. Dwayne now saying the Kansas City Chiefs all the way. Uh, so getting a little bit of a split on where Saskatchewan's allegiances lie uh, for Super Bowl uh, 58. one Also today, what were some of your favorite Super Bowl halftime moments? Songs, performances, 
Let us know here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye, Drew Remenda with you here on the Green Zone. Tom, you want to join the party when it comes to picking the Niners. Go ahead. Why are you picking the Niners? McCaffrey. McCaffrey all the way. The guy's an incredible football player. Like He even sat part of the game last time, and he still had 142 yards or something, all-purpose yards. He's just a He's just a... He's just a relentless runner, isn't he? When he and when he just refuses to go down, he's faster than people think he is. And when he falls, he falls forward. I mean, he's he's incredible. Tom, now, watching him and go ahead, Tom. What do you think of Brock Purdy? And is he being disrespected this week? Well, you know, Shanahan's coaching is is meant to be simple. And sure, Brock is not the fancy, flashy guy, but He's not supposed to be. That's not how he's coached. His coach is to keep it simple, don't get into trouble, don't make mistakes, and that's what he's doing. He's done a hell of a job. But one thing can I say? Name the former writer who won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. You got me on that one. Robert Holmes, 1970 Super Bowl. Wow. He replaced That's with, like, George Reed. Robert replaced George Reed. Wow. He came up here after his uh, NFL career. That's some knowledge. There That's you go, Tom. knowledge right there. That's a good one. I'm, keeping, I'm writing that down. Writing it down. That is going to be a trivia question someday. Um, Ryder, uh, Super Bowl with the Chiefs. I'm writing wow. that down, Tom. I'm using that. I'm borrowing it, uh, I should say. Let's go to Ron and Estevan. Uh, Ron, what do you got on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I'll be cheering for San Fran, but I think Kansas City is going to win because San Fran's field goal kicker is going to probably miss some field goals. (laughs) 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 That's my side anyway. Ron's got the Chiefs. As far as Brock Purdy goes, I mean, Brock Purdy's a great quarterback. I you got to play to a system. I don't care who, which quarterback, what team you're on. You build your team around what you have. It's like coaching hockey, and dude knows that. You, you yeah. coach to what you have, you know, so where your strengths are. So work on your weaknesses. So, Ron, Good thanks point. for the call. He's going with Good the point, Chiefs, Ron. though. He's cheering for the 49ers. Darren, who's winning on Sunday? Well, it's going to be San Francisco, and i got to cheer for San Francisco because I can't cheer for Mahomes after him crying like a little baby this year with the rest and everything like that. I just I can't stand that crap. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as a good halftime show because a real fan does not watch for the halftime show. What do you mean, real what's a re- fans? What what's a real fan? Re- do- what's a, what's a real fan doing during the halftime? That, I want to know we're that. Refilling, we're refilling our booze and our food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. That's why I asked. That's outstanding. <laughs>